Welcome to Submerge, the podcast. I'm your host, Leia Leone. Join me as I sit down with kinky people from kinky communities and share kinky stories. We will submerge ourselves into BDSM culture, covering trends, experiences, education, and more. We'll talk with every side of the slash, from newcomers to leaders to everyone in between. Follow us on Instagram at sub.mergelife for updates and info. Now strap yourself in or strap someone else in and enjoy the show. I'm here joined again by the wonderful and brilliant Bound to Nothing. Say hello. Say hello. You're so sweet to me. (laughs) I turn on a dime, so you better be careful. You're right. I know. (laughs) I know. Um, we're going to get into some topics today. Uh, we went through your whole history and (laughs) there's a lot of of history, (laughs) a lot of baggage to check. No, I'm kidding. Um, so we're going to get into some, some heavy topics. Not, I mean, not super heavy, right? But we've gotten a lot of questions on the submerge group on FetLife. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, join the group. Give me your suggestions for any topics. And that is also the place you can find every episode. As soon as it's published, I drop the link in there and any episode you want to listen to, you can go in there and grab it. But what we're going to do on today's episode is we are going to address some of the questions and topics that I've gotten. (laughs) So I think what we should start with, because of your experience and my experience, I think we can give everybody kind of like a a good mashup of advice. And one of the questions I got was from ride my stash, which kudos to the name. That's a funny name. Um, (laughs) ride my stash on FetLife. One of his questions was how to introduce others to the lifestyle without alienating them. Hmm. And I'll be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely transparent. I read that and I was like, why would he, why would you alienate it? How is that even alienating right. people? So I really don't kind of understand if that maybe it's an issue. Let me know if it's an issue. <laughs> I didn't know if it's an issue. But I think in terms of some of his other questions that he dropped in there cuz he has one about handling vanilla versus kinky relationships. Right. So I think that those kind of go hand in hand. A little bit, I agree. Yeah. So I want to talk about that because okay, you are, you're very heavy on the vanilla relationship side starting out. I have a right? lot of folks on it. You're right. Yeah. Right. So you have a lot of experience with that. You mm-hmm. know a lot of people with that where I'm kind of in my own bubble now. Like I don't even have any vanilla friends. You know all the weirdos. I know. I don't. <laughs> I just surround myself with all the weirdos. So I have never had a vanilla relationship yeah. post marrying my sir. <laughs> I mean, that makes complete sense. So <laughs> You've found him, so you kept him. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know a lot about trying to get people to become kinky sure. or to come over to the dark side. <laughs> and I think the goal really shouldn't be like to get someone to do X, Y, or Z, right? Like that sounds like true. the wrong motivation. But that is true. Yeah. being considerate to like your own wants and needs in a relationship and then also trying to get your partner and figure out the balance there. I think that's pretty valid. Yeah. And I would go, I would take that and go a step further and say, if it's not innate, yeah. you probably aren't 
it's probably not for you. A like, little, a little bit, but like there has to be a tipping point too, right? Okay. Like, there's, it, I love the Matrix, right? So I'm gonna go to the Matrix. Ooh. Are you gonna take the red or are you gonna take the blue pill? Both, both you is know, good. You, right, right. <laughs> but like, good luck with that. Let me see yeah. how you feel at, in the morning because you're gonna be ripped in two different directions. Worth it. No. But there has to be a tipping point, right? Like you have curiosity. You want to know what the other side is. You want to try things. Sure. So I think, um, so a little bit from like my background in this, um, I was raised very, very religiously, mm-hmm. um, very, very restricted like mentality around sexuality, yeah. what you're supposed to do right and wrong. Um, it was a very bad ruler to gauge the world against. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it led me to date a lot of people that were a lot like my mom, which like super cliche, but, um, we always date our parents. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's our comfort zone. There's, it, is. it makes sense, but at the yeah. same time, it's not good to us. But, yeah. um, I, for the majority of my life had very like vanilla based relationships, but even as a kid, like I knew what I was drawn to was kind of more out there, more non-traditional, a little weirder, didn't have a really good, you know, structure or explanation to what it was. Right. Right. And so you don't have a lot of that growing up to explain like, oh, this is what I like, or this is what I want. You're typically just told it's wrong. It's true. Like you, you don't have anybody to go to right. as a resource. Like, hey, I'm into this weird thing. It popped into my brain. What do you think about that? Nobody wants to go to their parents with that. No. And then you get your, weird. <laughs> you get your friends, right, as you're growing up and you're in right. your adolescence. And then you're all confused. And you're all trying to figure it out together. And nobody knows what they're doing. God save the children. Right? And then you have your hormones <laughs> pumped into everything. And you're just oh like this God. horny little beast that's like, oh, my yep. God, I don't know what I want. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. But... um. That kind of led to a lot of um, vanilla type relationships for me because that's kind of what I was taught was right. And I was always told like my mother's like still to this day harps on me like marrying some religious girl who like has her stuff together in the church. I'm like, oh, mama, don't ever try and find me a girl. It's not going to (laughs) work. Anyways, she wants those grandbabies. Yeah, she she doesn't really though. It's the <laughs> oh, she doesn't. Thing. No, she's like, if you get a girl pregnant, I'm gonna be so angry because I don't want to be a grandma because that means I'm like, why? She's like, because that means I'm old. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh my I mean, god, I can see that. Right. But so I had lots of <laughs> vanilla relationships, and then um, I always knew I was a little weird and whatnot. So naturally, by being confident in the things that you want, it helps other people also kind of accept and listen to that. Sure. But the hard thing is like. A lot of what we're taught is to kind of suppress difference and non-traditional just to conform. Yeah. yeah. And that will come up in relationships a lot. And it's like unintentional sometimes and other times it's just straight up manipulation. It's like, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about it. Yes. That's where it was in my family. Right. It was, oh my God, I'm awkward and uncomfortable in this conversation. So we're going to pretend like you're not going to talk about it. We're going to yeah. pretend it's not important and never bring it up again. hundred percent. So, and like it was so int- going back to the question, cause I've given a lot of lead up to this, um, introducing someone into, let's say a more kinky relationship. I think starting light is good, right? Like, yeah, we, we say this often, you don't just jump all the way to the end. You start somewhere. Right. Right. So finding maybe like something that is a little like a good entryway and like, I'm going to say this and obviously I'm going to be biased, but like rope is a great entryway. Right. 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 Let's you, try to tie you to the bed. Yeah. It's See a, if you like it. It's a common thing and yeah. it's become pop, like it's become a lot in pop culture and whatnot. So it's a little bit easier for traditional people to digest. Sure. And I don't sure. really want to like, I don't want to be mean, like traditional versus non-traditional. I'm just using a gauge and explanation, right? Yeah. I mean, that's fair because you, you have the social norm mm-hmm. and then you have 
anything outside of that. 100%. So. And like no shame to anybody. Like we don't yuck yums, right? Right. I love that saying. Right, right. Don't yuck anyone's yum. But, you know, try it out and then give some space to have a conversation. Um, You know, one big thing I like to say about vanilla relationships, if you cannot talk about something like that together and have a difficult conversation like that, you probably should be asking yourself whether you have the communication tools to be in that relationship with that person in the first place. That I think would be my first piece of advice is if, if you feel comfortable enough, bring it up. And if you don't feel comfortable enough to bring it up, you probably don't even need to bring it up because or fix that issue first. Yeah. Fix that issue first, get to a level of trust and to a place where you can actually be vulnerable with that person Mm -hmm. Because there might be judgment, like gear yourself up because if you were trying to present like, hey, I'm kinky and I know that you've never said that or that we've never done anything like this, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position when you say, I kind of want you to hit me or I kind of want to hit you or I want to tie you up and restrain you. So that's something you should definitely be comfortable with first before having that conversation and then... I would say communicate, but I'm going to say this because I, I love the idea because it's like the blanket answer for everything, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all about communication. It's all about communication. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. But we cannot forget. It also has a lot to do with comprehension. Yes. And if you are not understanding what your partner is saying. They can talk to you all day long and say as many fucking words as they want. (laughs) But if you don't understand and that person doesn't like clarify with you and ask you if you understand, then what the hell are you talking for? So you have to make sure you have the comprehension there because if I say, okay, um, yeah, I know you're into rope. So like, will you tie me up? that to you is going to look a lot different than it might look to me. Right. You know what I mean? Uh Like, I'll edit that out. Good job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So if I wanted to say that to you and you said, hell yeah, I'll tie you up anytime you want to. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk anymore about that. That whole scenario is going to play out very differently for you than it is for me. Yeah, so this brings me to a really good memory, and I, and I hope people hear the story and they can relate to it, but I remember having a partner that we tried to communicate about sex, and it always ended up in a fight, Ooh. and it like it made no sense, Ooh. and they're like, why do you got to talk about it all the time, <gasps> and I'm just like... I know someone like that. I mean, it and, it and it happens, right? Some people are just yeah. not comfortable, but they can't communicate, hey, I'm not comfortable with this, and this is why they're not doing that self-reflection right. to understand and come to the table. right. But it would end in a fight every time. And so trying to, they once, um, you know, they came at me later when our relationship ended and goes, I see you doing all these things that are like more kinky and adventurous now in your life. Like, why didn't you do that with me? You know, I wanted that. I'm like, you want to know the answer I couldn't give you then, but I can give you now. And this is not (laughs) meant to be mean. I didn't feel safe. I would agree with that. Safety plays a big part in all of this, especially in your relationship. And it's, it's a conscious effort to build that together yeah you got to have the mutual trust and the mutual sense of safety wow yeah i mean how do you explain that um we didn't do that because we can't even talk about sex if we can't even talk about sex then when we're not getting to the place of doing kinky sex we're not getting to the place of doing anything beyond that right and you know it's difficult because that in itself like 
at that point in time, I wish I could have known how to help that person feel comfortable yeah. in opening it up in that way because like it probably stems from their own things. Oh, 100%. And, and like, yeah. No fall, no blame there. Like, I love and adore this person, but. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that's that got to be a difficult one. So I'd say that's definitely step one. If you can communicate and comprehend what the other is trying to say and really get a, a deep understanding of what they're searching for. So we have a saying in our dynamic, find the need behind the need. Mm-hmm. Um that's if, really good. You know, if a lot of people will say, well, I really want this and I really want that and I really want that. So I want to be, I, I, I love impact play yep. and I want to be hit. Okay. Why? Why do you need that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I need it because it feels good. And why is not a judgment? No. Oh. Why is not a judgment? That, oh, why is not a challenge or a judgment. And it doesn't have to be. that We should preface that because right. a lot of people use it as judgment. Sometimes people do. But yes, it's not necessarily always that. Sometimes people are simply trying to understand. So if my sir says to me, why do you need that? Or why do you want that? Mm-hmm. I should not say, oh, never mind. Oh You're asking why. I can't stand that. I cannot stand when people shut down after they're asked why, <laughs> or could you please clarify? And they're like, ah, you know, never mind, just forget it. And then they just don't go into explanation. Yeah. That's when that's a huge red flag for me. It is because I'm not sure you now know I still, why you want to do that. I still do this. Ooh, I work like it's something I'm actively working yeah. on because I have a lot of shame and guilt, um, and a lot of that generates from shame and guilt, right? Right. And we're not really taught how to make people feel safe in conversations and social interactions and yeah. hold space for people. Yeah. So it's really common. Like shame and guilt is one of the biggest things that prevents, like going back to this like entering of a transition from a vanilla to kink, like right. shame and guilt right. plays a big part in it. And working through that together comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you got to be comfortable enough with your partner to say, hey, I I kind of feel weird about this, but I'm kind of into this. And I don't, maybe I don't know why right now, but would you be willing to explore that with me? And you and I just talked about this before we started recording this. Like sometimes we all need to understand, sometimes our minds formulating um, ideas, things we want in motion. We don't, we haven't formulated it fully. And sometimes we just need a person to share that with, right? Yes. We don't need to always take what someone is saying completely serious. So it's a good step to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Did you just need to like voice an idea, kind of get this out? Or is this something like you want me to invest energy into, you know, yeah, realizing? Yeah, to kind of come to fruition. Um, That's a great point because if you have a close connection with someone, which I would, I would assume if you're going to enter into these conversations, that it's an, it's an intimate connection. I'm not talking like, Oh yeah, we fuck, but no, it's an intimate connection emotionally. Um, it should be okay to preface that conversation with, Hey, I'm, I just want to talk about different things Mm -hmm. that kind of little bit interest me. And I'm not saying I want to do all these things. I'm not saying I want to do them all tonight or tomorrow or within the next year. Or I might feel a little shame or I might feel like if you just admit your feelings too, they come out of you so much more like effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, you look at one kink or something or I, I have found and I think this goes backwards when we were first exploring, um, trying out more things because mm-hmm. we've always been kinky. We just 
didn't know that's what it was. We thought yeah. everybody was doing that. <laughs> and then you meet people and you're like, oh, you sad soul. I wish you had more excitement in your life. Um, but yeah, you ask yourself, like, how do you live? How do you have but children? But I don't want to say anything. Like, I, I want to know how they have children. But I, I'm like, it was this immaculate conception. Are you having fun in the Matrix right now? Yeah. <laughs> are you a Smith? That's what you are. You're a Smith. Okay. Um, yeah, but we got to a point where, you know, Sir and I started discussing like, hey, would you be interested in trying this? Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that with we'd been together a hell of a long time. So we would always we'd already formed that bond yeah. and that trust of communication. And there was no judgment. I didn't judge him. He wasn't judging me. Now, let me be clear, there were a couple things he threw out there that I was like, Are you out your damn mind? Of course, I am and they're sh- never gonna do that. Why not? Like, why don't we have some like, why is there not space to just be like, that's absurd? Yeah. And like right? I love the absurdity of it, but right. no. And I appreciate that you're into it. I do not align with that. I'm never going to do that. Eh, fast forward. I've pretty much done everything. But <laughs> that's what I love about you. It's your initial reaction sometimes is not going to be long term. No, it's right. Re- a lot of our reactions are reactive, yeah. even when we are coming in consciously, and we should be aware of that. And yeah. then, like, take it back and be like, something I see myself do often. I'm like, I said this, and like, it meant something else differently for me then. And now like right. after thinking about it, like I feel a little differently about that. Right. Yeah. Right. A uh, good example of that. Um, sir and you just did a live on Insta and I remember the topic coming up about negotiation. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples he used was, you know, Hey, can I pull your hair? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then cool. Moving on. We'll go to the next question. If the answer is no, why? Okay. Well, if the answer to why is it hurts, mm-hmm. okay, I understand. Okay. Moving on to the next question. If the answer to why is because my stepdad used to abuse me and pull my hair when he did it, that requires a lot more communication. Yeah. That's now, a trauma straight up. Right. Right. Now, what I will say with that is that doesn't mean it's never because that person might work through that trauma. True. So my example would be um, one of the hard limits for me was being called a bitch. Yeah. And you could call me every other name. Sure. When you degrade me, you can you call me filthy, cum slut, whatever, whore, I don't care. As soon as the word bitch came out of his mouth, I'd be like, mm-mm, no. I'm going to no. regret saying this on a podcast, but mine is asshole. Really? Yeah, I hate being called an asshole, but funny enough, I think I'm to a point in life with the right person in the right context, I'd be like, oh, you going to get it. Right? <laughs> then it's like term of endearment, kind of like, mm, don't be an asshole. And then, and then you'll be like, all right, from you, it's okay. Melt. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, that was a hard limit for me when we first started all of this. Mm-hmm. It's not a limit at all anymore. I've yeah. worked through why that was a limit and it's because of some trauma that I had in my past. Yeah. I'm done with that. It worked through it. Now that word carries no power at all. So it's the power that things hold and what we give power to. Yeah. 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 So getting back to the topic at hand, I think getting to the communication part, just opening up, being okay, being vulnerable with people and really just, just throw judgment off the table, yeah. be able to, kind of just say what you're into or, oh, I watched this porn. It was exciting. Or I heard about this or I saw this video, whatever. What do you think about that? Start the conversation. 
start really digging in deeper after that to what what do you need? What is the need behind the need? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why do you like being tied up? Why do you like being spanked? Why do you like having needles put in your skin? Everyone's different. Everyone's reason might be different. Yeah. So. And, you know, an important thing to call out. So I actually, funny enough, used to be the person who used to not realize that I was actually kink shaming and shaming people for the things that they brought up. So I used to be on the reverse. Um, and I realized the source of that and what helped me get past that was realizing that every time I would do that it was because of an insecurity of my own. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just like, I, I, I saw some of the things I said and done, had done in the past and I was like, you literally just couldn't have that conversation. You couldn't just own up and yeah. say that. And I was like, good Lord. Yeah. But it's great because now I can sit on the reverse and be like, oh, I see you doing this to me. Yeah. This is not okay. This is probably why this is happening. Can we like pause and come back to this when we don't talk this way to each other? Right, right. Yeah, and that's a huge one. Projection is is a is a bad quality to have. So don't project your kinks. Yeah, own your shit. Don't be an asshole. Don't project. Um, if something just doesn't interest you, just say it. Don't yuck anyone's yum, and be willing to explore and try new things. I'm I'm kind of a trisexual in that. realm like I'm willing to try I mean sir and I had a whole day god I don't know it was was like three years ago maybe we had a whole day where we just like tried new shit that we'd never done Mm -hmm. neither of us were into a couple like never even had any interest into a couple of the things on the list but we were like fuck it let's try it Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank god one of them we tried both and both of us were like are you into that? No, I'm not. Okay, thank God. Okay, we'll never do that again. But we tried it. So we I th- tried it. This is like the coolest thing. And I really like that you said that because the biggest thing I think we need to focus more on is like creating safe spaces. Mm-hmm. You yeah. like something I realized for myself, all the things that I said I would never try, that that statement can always be like uh challenged yes. by I wouldn't try that under the circumstance that I don't feel safe. If you tell me that I'm going to be safe, like if you're going to give a space and a bubble for me to explain how I felt about something, talk, talk through it with me. Like what, like what happened for you? What happened for me? This is how I'm feeling. And then like not shame me because like there's a lot of emotions that we not only like display reactively, but then we internalize as well. Like pride, guilt, shame, Mm -hmm. inadequacy, like all those types of things. And if you hold space for me to be like, honestly, like that situation made me feel inadequate and I'm not putting that on you, but like, this is what I'm going through before that because of that. And like, if this is something that you need, can we like give some buffer or something? Can we like pause this for a little bit until I can work through that? Safety breaks down the barriers for like, I think to try a lot of things. Like there's a lot of things that I like just know that I don't really have an interest in. But if someone came to me and was like, Hey, like I really want to do this. As long as I feel safe, the answer is probably going to be, yeah. Right. I'm willing to explore that with you. If you can commit to making this a safe bubble for me to explore. And then this is how we're going to do that. Yeah. It's that intentional conversation. This is how we're going to make this safe. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that. So I really like that talk track though of um, when you said, <laughs> when you said, this made me feel inadequate and I'm not putting that on you, but I want you to know how I feel. Yeah. I think that's a huge one that a lot of people need to realize. And I, it took me a long time to figure this out. When someone is expressing a feeling to you, 
it doesn't necessarily mean it's your responsibility that they have that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when it comes to intimacy, sex, kink, anything like that, when someone says, hey, I felt this way after this experience with you, mm-hmm. we tend to take that as our responsibility. Well, what did I do? Well, what do I? And we get defensive, we shut down, um, we go internal and we go, what the hell? What, what do I need? To, we shame ourselves. We start um, a fight. We start a fight. It's like... <laughs> we project. <laughs> I don't know why we like go immediately into like, it's me against you. Right. Like it's... Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too, because um, that took us a long time to come to the the realization of is that it's us against everything else. Always. Right. Never. And you know, another cool thing that's like that, that I heard the other day that I just got excited about. Yeah. I don't ever want power over you. I want power with you. Oh my God. That's. Oh, and like, even, I just came. Even I like that. Dynam- <laughs> like even in dynamics though, like yes. you can still have these positions of dynamics without having power over the person or power over the person in a communicated structure. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think more valid is that I don't want po- power over you in communication. I want power with you. And there is something so amazing and, and so productive about having power together in 100%. the communication. And that's really what everybody should be striving for yeah, man. with any relationship too, right? Friendships, family, all of it. All of it, right. It doesn't just have to be like your primary partner or somebody you're, you're dating. It can be anyone. So yeah. yeah, working together I think is the the solid advice I would say. Just go in without judgment own your own feelings. Don't put all the responsibility on someone else. Now, if they did something that caused you to react that way, sure, they could own that. But you are ultimately in charge of what you feel and how you react to things. So go from there. Today's episode is sponsored by the wonderful folks over at Die Addict Rope. Die Addict Rope has great products over on their page. Visit dieaddictrope.com to find a beautiful assortment of colored rope handcrafted metal suspension rings, and low temperature wax for play. And they even have blacklight reactive colors that are super fun to get creative with. The best part, if you head over to dyadicrope.com now and enter the coupon code SUBMERGE at checkout, you can save 15% on your next order. That's 15%. They bumped up our percentage for all SUBMERGE listeners Everyone now gets an extra 5% of savings. Head over to dyadicrope.com, D-Y-E-A-D-D-I-C-T-R-O-P-E.com. Be sure to use that coupon code SUBMERGE at checkout, and you're going to save yourself 15% on some pretty amazing products. Go check them out. Dyadicrope.com, Instagram at dyadicrope, and dyadicrope on fat. Pew, pew, pew. So I'm going to pop over to the Handling Vanilla vs. Kinky Relationships. Let's do it. And I'm going to start by saying, I, I, well, I already said this before. I don't, I haven't really ever had a vanilla partner before, well, since being married. Um, But I'm going to ask a question (laughs) that maybe you, I don't know if you would have this answer to, but do you think that once you're kinky, you can go back to being vanilla? Like, do you think, I'm sure there's people here who have like a vanilla partner and kinky partners I don't know for myself if I could ever do that I don't know if I could ever have a vanilla partner so I think this kind of breaks out to two different perspectives if we're talking about monogamous relationships um, going back to a vanilla relationship 
depending on what kind of connection you've established, I would imagine it would be kind of difficult, especially yeah. if that's something that becomes a core part of your, you know, beliefs and your wants and your needs. Yeah. If definitely. you're in a poly relationship, that expands it like super easy to be like, okay, I need to have these structured conversations to then get this need met right. while facilitating that. For me, the interesting thing is like, even though they're like, I find it funny when people like consider me kinky and like I get it but like sometimes I don't feel it I just like there's this right because I can kind of ebb and flow between things because I believe in the diversity of connections so like could I be connected to someone who's vanilla and have like a good strong relationship with them yeah I, I could totally see that okay can I like bullet point it out how that would happen no because that's like an energy thing right yeah like, that's true yeah it would be like a case-by-case basis probably 100%. depending on the person so it'd be difficult I think yeah 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 I would think if I ever did have a vanilla person in my life in an intimate way they would at least have to be kink aware because or like or supportive yeah right right like maybe yeah. they don't necessarily do it but maybe they will like try to do some things and maybe it's not their thing right. but yeah Right, and at least be able to talk about it with me or let me talk about it. Absolutely. Communication would be one requirement, bullet point, communicate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I can't bring up the fact that I'm kinky in any way, shape, or form because you are so vanilla and so turned off by it, I don't think I could ever have a relationship like that because I, I can't even I... have friends like that. Yeah, same. I'm just such an open book. That I tried that when we first got what into this. What am I going to relate to you with? Oh my gosh. It was sad to see the look on some of these housewives' face. <laughs> these stay-at-home mom friends were like, what are you, you talking you, about? You bake in your clothes? What? Oh my God. Yeah, right? <laughs> just just the fact that I have sex with my husband was like, what? oh my gosh, that's gross. I don't so, understand, man. Sex is so important to your mental health, your so physical important. health, your spiritual health, your emotional, all of it. Some sort of intimate connection is very, very important. Yeah. And I know that there's there right. are asexual people out there. That's a better way to say it, yeah. Yeah, that, like that it's not necessarily intercourse. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to be intimate, but if you don't have that intimate connection with someone, one, you essentially are roommates. You're essentially friends. You're, You're essentially platonic. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with. But. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh it'd be a it'd be a difficult one for me to go backwards <laughs> in time. Can't blame you. And just go to to vanilla people. Yeah. So, um. Okay. So one other things that he um this ride my stash guy. I his little avatar is so cute too. I like, it just I like says, his questions. Yeah. It just says free mustache rides with a mustache. It's so cute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but one of the other things he put in here was, um, unlocking new kinks. And I think we kind of touched on that because that would be part of that whole communication. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm, I saw something, I heard something, let's talk about it. Let's just open the dialogue. Mm -hmm. So have you had any experience with, um, starting those conversations and being maybe the one that is into it and the other person goes, uh, I don't want to do that. I have a really hard time with that personally. Like it's hard. Like I do not handle those situations the best yet. I'm working on that yeah. um, because that immediately triggers my trauma with shame and guilt from my yeah. childhood. Yeah. So um, you feel judged right away if somebody shuts you down. Instant. It's not even shut down. If there's even like, like I pay way too much attention to body language. And oh. if I can see any sense of like, yeah. I just like, and I, 
tend to try and facilitate others a lot more than I facilitate myself, which is the root issue of this. Like I don't give myself enough res- control freak. percent. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, I guess that one is really, yeah, that one's hard for me. Yeah. Um, I have done exploring, but it typically the best way that I've found to explore is start with one that you're comfortable with and introduce it through communication, maybe like ex- like an extension, right? Right, right, right. So yeah. I was, what was I? There was, so like massage. Massage like is a really common intimate practice between two partners. Sure. You get touch and you get, you know, sensation and smell and everything. Like if you put a candle in the room and things like that. Right. And so one of the things that I found interesting to kind of explore new kinks and make people comfortable is if you find something like that, that, you know, massage can be non-sexual and non-kinky. And True. you can do that with your partner. You can start there. And then you can play around with it and like introduce different things into that and whatnot. And you can kind of feel out how it goes. And the nice thing about that one that I really actually like as a principle is you are in a relaxed state, right? Yeah, because you're, you're already in the comfortable environment of having a massage. Mm-hmm. So then you can kind of, okay, let's talk about this in a calm state of being. Or just also like through action and through touch, right? Yeah. Not, not even necessarily. And this is obviously consenting partners that, you know, you have this yes. built up and whatnot. I yes. want to make sure I preface that. But um, <laughs> you... Like just exploring touch in that aspect, and then you can like try kinky things in that sure. that realm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like that. What about on the other side of that? Have you been on like the receiving end of somebody coming to you and be like, "Hey, I really want to try this. Would you be willing to try this?" Have you been in that? Oh yeah, realm. Yeah, and what's your reaction usually? I'm the most understanding person in the world. You could like <laughs> literally go, probably. <laughs> This is what I love. You could probably go kill someone. I'd be like, okay, tell me why. And then tell me. And then if it makes sense, yeah. I'm going to be like, all right, girl, how we. How we bury in this how, body. How we, how, I don't know if I'd help you bury a body, but I would help you in whatever capacity I could. Right, right, right. But yeah, I'm. I I'm loving the much. dichotomy of this that you have a lot of shame and guilt wrapped up. But, I but yet you are understanding of other people. It's because I don't like what was done to me. So uh, I don't ever want to do it to someone else. Okay. Now they're like, I'm still guilty of being judgmental. I do have preferences and whatnot. And I think right. if we own the fact that we all are judgmental and we're allowed to have preferences and judgments yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But if we soften how we deliver that, right, how we right. communicate it and whatnot, right. it'll be a lot better. Yeah, it would be a lot better. God, the world would be a better place. <laughs> yeah, right. We're all allowed to have our opinions in life, and it's not really about having an opinion. Like this thing where we get on each other for you see it this way, I see it this way. Right. If we would just be like, okay, like you see it that way, we don't agree. Like it's a simple principle we were taught, right? Yeah. But being nice to one another, like we don't have to hate each other for alternating opinions. Right, right. Okay, you think that? Great. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the, I mean, that's part of the goal of this podcast is I'm going to have a lot of people on here that say, very contrasting things. Oh yeah. And I respect everyone's opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Like I respect the guy that says this is the only way to do MS and then that's his opinion. And then I respect the woman who's like, no, I could never, I think, you know, male dominance or pieces of crap. Here's why. Okay. That's your opinion. I respect that, whatever. So I feel like if we just give space for people to just communicate Mm -hmm. and we stop we stop making it, I don't know, we just stop making it so serious. 
You know, actually playfulness actually leads to a lot of healthy communication of things with kink or and transitioning from vanilla. If you can be playful and lied about things, it's really helpful. If you yes. are too serious, like that tends to lead towards like more closed off energy and more like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll add that into the advice for like trying to introduce others to the lifestyle um, and then handling vanilla versus kinky. Keep it lighthearted. Yeah. I know a lot of the shit that we do in the kink world is dangerous. It can be very potentially dangerous. Yeah, risk aware. Just, right. Uh, so keep the conversation lighthearted because if you can start with that, then when you get to the serious stuff, you got a little balance there. And yeah, and you got some trust and you feel yeah. a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, that's how you ultimately connect with people through that playful, you know, communication or interaction. So 100%. I 90% of Sirs and I's negotiation or not even negotiation so much, but like topical, hey, I want to do this to you. It's laughing. We're laughing the entire time, right? I think that's great. We're giggling. We're like, why the hell would you want to do that to me, sir? And he's like, I'm do whatever I want to you. Ha ha ha. And then it's, you know, okay, that was hot. I like that. You know, it's, it really does kind of soften it a little bit Mm -hmm. if you can just have that that vulnerable connection space. So. Yeah. And I'll speak to like, cause I was guilty of this as well. And I like to give space for like the other side of this stuff. Like I remember laughter used to be a trigger for me for guilt and shame too. And so getting over that, That's like I, st- I still have moments, like there's certain yeah. types of situations where I'm communicating something and it's met with laughter. Right. And I just have to remind myself, I'm like, this is not at me. This is something else. Yeah. And I can actually talk about it. Like now I can be like, okay, I know that's like, it sounds ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. But like, I now want to have a conversation about why I'm into this. Like, let's, we've laughed about it. Right. Ha ha ha. Right. Please, you know, make some space to understand what I like about this. That way I can feel comfortable. Right. Right. Hey, and that's, that's all that we can ask. Right. That's how we need to handle things. Like, all right, now let's have a serious conversation or let's, let's really dig into it. Mm hmm. Um, okay. Well, what else do we want to go into? What do you, uh, you got any advice for bringing people into the dark side? Bringing people in the dark side. I mean, I can talk a little bit about how I was brought into the dark side and maybe we can stem off of that. But, um, when I was, my biggest turning point was when rope came into my life. Like realistically, I was always like a little bit kinky and I was into like, you know, some stuff. I don't know. I don't know how I want to say that. It's going to sound weird every which way. I was into kinky stuff. Like, that's just it. Yeah. And I kind of knew that. Um, But I never really engaged in it until Rope was introduced in my life. And even then, like, Rope was never... It's not arousing for me. Yeah. But what it allowed me to do was I, I was told by someone I consider a mentor, hey, you should really invest some time in understanding rope from a kink perspective because you are going to run into individuals who are going to come from that perspective and it would do you well to be able to be knowledgeable and respectful of their viewpoints. And I was like, you are right. Yeah, that's a good advice. (laughs) And it was nice because it actually gave me a very good purpose to then pursue and get into that. And then it kind of opened me up and allowed me to, you know, be more realistic. Like I could actually enjoy these things or I could be a part of this community in any way I wanted to, whether it's indirectly educational, participatory, whatever. Yeah. And that kind of gave me a safety net to explore a little bit, just that alone. Sure. Um, 
And so bringing people over to the dark side, it's really like... <laughs> I love how we say it so matter of fact. Yeah. We're going to be bringing you over into the dark side. We're going to take you out of the matrix now. <laughs> Good luck. We're going to plug you back in. Thank you. So I kind of got a crash course, really, because I met several individuals that were literally like, here's traditional, here's all the way over here. Yeah. And in so many different sections. Oh, okay. I have participated and been around swingers. I've mm-hmm. been around poly lifestyle. I've been mm-hmm. around lifestyle kink. Um, yeah. Just uh, poly and queer and like a bunch of different types of dynamics and groups. Yeah, yeah. And it was all in a very quick uh, time period. And I am not claiming by any means to be super experienced, but it was just interesting to have all these little experiences. Yeah, you kind of had like a spider web of in a span of resources. A year. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it was like a crash course into all of this. And I saw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually really good because like it's the same thing as like when you go to college and you take your electives and you're like, oh, I get to try a bunch of things. I get to see a bunch of things. I yeah. get to figure out what I like. Yeah. So introducing someone on the dark side. It's really finding people that you can feel safe and comfortable with yeah. that are yeah. welcoming. From a f- and, and I like to start a lot of things from friendship, and that's a really good way. Like when I reached yeah. out to your sir, and, I was, uh, and we like started communicating and whatnot, um, I think I came to him from the perspective of like, hey, I really need to kind of understand this from the kink perspective. Yeah. If you were down to sit down and have some coffee and whatnot, and we literally, we just had coffee, and yeah. we got to know each other, and... I didn't go to an event for months, Yeah, I, months. And it was, was partially circumstantial because yeah. COVID. But yeah. um, slow introduction, pacing yourself, being aware, talking to people, having people you can talk to about it. Also realizing your limits and not feeling shameful about it. So yeah. the big thing is anytime I went to any events, so like I've tied at content parties now and, and other events and lifestyle parties and things like that. And um, the people that I were with, it was really great to sit down and be vulnerable and they'd be like, I don't know how to interact here. Like one of them, uh, one of them was like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know what the expectations are of me being here. Ah, uh, I don't uh, know. Like, I don't want to be the dude in the corner. I don't right. want to be like, right. Like, right. And that's, it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so having people to talk to about that and I had really good people who were like, you don't understand. Like you would not be invited if you were not contributing just by being just present. Just by being there. Yeah. And that's the yeah. way munches are as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the reasons that it felt safer after I'd gone to it is yeah. you, your contribution alone is your energy and your presence. Yeah. Just be there, show up and just meet people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I don't know. How would you answer it? How would you bring someone? Let's say you did meet a vanilla friend. And oh. You're like, oh, there's potential because they've talked to you a little bit about. How would you do it? Yeah, I guess I would have to. I would have to make sure there was at least a glimmer of interest there. Yeah. Um, I would have to make sure also that there was no judgment. Like, oh my god, I read this thing where this guy did this thing to this girl. Can you believe? That's where I'd be like... I'd be like, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. You want to come and see it happen? Yeah, see, I can't. I don't know. Because I'd be like, mm, I don't want to put any of my friends and my chosen family in a in a sticky situation where someone's judging them. Yeah. Um. So I think, yeah, I would have to first see like a glimmer of interest. Yeah. And then it would be a slow, slow... Taking your time. Slow. <laughs> Big one. Yeah, I wouldn't... I would definitely not be like, wait, 
you like to be choked during sex, you should come to a dungeon. <laughs> like that's right? not what I would do. No, I wouldn't either. Um, I would probably be like, I would probably just whatever things we had, I'd find common ground. Yeah. I think that would be the first start and it would be, Ooh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, girl. You like being choked. Me too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, it's that comfort level. You kind of, yeah, you feel it out. You push a little bit more. You can, you come out a little bit more with some more info and then, you know, pretty soon, two years later, they're, they're helping you in a scene at the dungeon. <laughs> 100%. Be like, hey, you want to high five after this? Yeah, yes. Yeah, right? And they're your ride or die. So <laughs> I, I think that's what it would probably look like for me. Um, yeah. Being forceful is never a good way to start that. Nope. Um, I'd say partner-wise, I don't think you can teach anyone to be, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say not, not just partner, I'm going to say dynamic-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can teach someone how to be a dominant person or a submissive person. I think those, this is my opinion, I think those are inherent traits and needs from that individual that Mm -hmm. stem from Lord knows what trauma, Lord knows what background, Lord knows what need, right? So I think that that is something that you can't train. Well, you can train, but you you can't create. Right. No. There has to be something there to build a foundation on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I don't think you can create that out of nothing. I agree. But what we can do is we can hold space for that. Yeah. If someone's trying to figure that out. And yeah. if they have some of those attributes, there's some people that I know like straight up that they are dominant people. They have dominant traits, but because of their experiences and life and whatnot, they have been they've allowed themselves to get pigeonholed in whatever energy they're putting out. Okay. Because that was the case for me. Like I was, I really would like self-please everybody. I would take care of everybody and whatnot. People please. Unite. 100%. (laughs) Um, And like a big part of me doesn't like ever attributing to a label of being a dom, but I never held enough space for my dominant energy that's inside of me. Mm. And so I have met and I am lucky to say I have people in my life that allow me to hold space in doing that while also keeping me balanced and in check. So I'm not like the biggest thing that I don't like about um, the Dom label and whatnot is some of the misogyny that sits behind it with people who incorrectly utilize it, Mm -hmm. which happens. But there are truthfully people who live by that mentality and also are doing it healthily in in their dynamics. It's just hard to find yeah but holding space for that is like a beautiful thing and the on the flip side so take for like a sub or a little or a slave and whatnot right some people are like really nervous to admit that they have some middle or little or or inside of them because that's yeah. like a very vulnerable place to jump to it very much is so yeah but it can be as simple as looking at it as like i really feel comforted when someone plays with my hair yeah. And I really just like to sit there and be loved there on. There you go. Like I wish I had been as a kid, maybe. Right. Or like I wish it, and, and like that one for me, like holds true. Like right. play with my hair and I feel like I'm getting loved on. Like I wish I would have gotten loved on. There you go. Yeah. So then you don't necessarily need to label it. You can just describe what actions and you what are. things feel good mm-hmm. and you just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then not shaming them for that aspect. Like was right. it weird that like I just like curled up in a little ball and just like yeah. feel position? I'm like, no. Yeah. Did it feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Focus 
on that. Yeah, see, and that's the important part is if it feels good and your other person feels good while you're doing it, it's yeah. that's what really it should be. 100%. So, How could that be wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean, minus like sociopaths who murder people. Oh, I mean, 100%. Because like, <laughs> it probably feels really good to murder someone oof. if you're like a psycho. I mean, I get it. But we got to have some limits in life. Yeah. I'd say I draw the line <laughs> we, there. We will king shame that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yuck that yum. <laughs> and I'm going to say that the if you... The one yum we yuck. Yeah. If you like killing people, you don't belong here. <laughs> yeah, we're not on board. That's hilarious. Uh, here's... Okay, I've got another question. The Oops. Russian actually posted this one. Um, how much do we tell the vanilla world and how... This is a really good one because I I yeah. have a, a recent experience this last year. Why don't you tell us? And then I'll then I'll give some thought. While Do we have tissues me. or maybe a squeeze stress ball? I can. I, I mean, I have both. <laughs> this house is a is a is a comforting place. Oh shit! Well, this uh, you know, there's a lot of people in our community that have unfortunately been outed. And oh, yeah. I never in a million years would think I would be on that list, but now I have joined that side of people. Oh, no. Um, unfortunately, it was my own family member that I trusted that outed me to another family member who is heavily religious. Oof. And my, um, well, I'll just say it now, my father took it upon himself to go ahead and let my sibling know that we were poly and we had a person living with us and we were in these, you know, this non-traditional relationship and it was affecting our kids and whatever. And one, I'm not really sure why that was even necessary information to share because I hardly ever see the sibling. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say the way he handled it when I told him my feelings were hurt by the fact that he shared this private information, mm. he was a really smug asshole about it. And basically said I did what was best for me because I wasn't uncomfortable knowing this and not sharing it with people. And I was like, wow, you motherfucker, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, you shouldn't have even known in the first place. Yeah. So now, but then, right? Like, so here I am. I'm angry at him yeah. for doing it. But I carried a lot of guilt and shame for myself because I chose to share that information with him. Yeah. And that was hard for me to kind of work through that on my end of I felt stupid. I was like, ah. Oh, Fucking Leia, why the fuck did you do that? Why did you trust that person? Yeah. Like you know better, but we I put that blame on us immediately. As soon as it happened, I was like, "This is all my fault," and I'm thinking, like, my husband can lose his job, my kids will get isolated at school. Like, what the fuck did I do to myself and my family? Yeah. That took a lot for me to kind of go, "Okay, calm down. You did the best you could with what you knew at the time, and yeah. you did trust this person mm -hmm. to keep this secret." And I'm gonna I'm gonna say too. There's a huge difference between a secret and private information. Yeah, and the we're all allowed to our privacy. Hundred like, percent. When did we forget that? Hundred percent. Listen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. This analogy is the perfect analogy. I know everyone in this world shits. I don't really want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Right? That's your private information. Oh that God. doesn't mean you're keeping it a secret from me because no. I already know you do it. Yeah. So why do we have to discuss that with people? Why do we have to make, well, if you, somebody tells me how they take shits, I got to share this with the world because I got knowledge that nobody else knows. No, fuck that. It's called private information. Yeah, man. And why does anyone even care? And why does anyone care? It's because you don't have anything better to focus on. Yeah. Sorry. Well, pointed. <laughs> no. In this in this instance, for me, I think it was definitely a um, 
projection because mm-hmm. there was shit he wasn't dealing with himself. Oh, yeah. And so he just wanted to divert the attention onto somebody else. I'm really happy, so. though, that you can acknowledge that and call that out because you know what that helps with is if you can focus in on that, it takes the attention momentarily and hopefully even more with time away from the guilt and shame that you like you, the yeah. blame and whatnot you put on yourself. Because the reality is like, no, you need to, every interaction has two parties involved. And you need to be realistic of what involvement and what responsibility and what energy you're going to take on. And this is something I'm working on myself. But yeah. like, nah, yeah. he is probably avoiding his yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's avoiding his own shit. See, yeah. you don't even know him and you know that. So yeah, it's yeah. not hard to pull that out of that scenario. Yeah, yeah. So on that, I would say, how much do we tell the vanilla world and how? That, I think it is very much up to your specific relationships and how much you trust. I would say a lot of the shit we do in kink is illegal. It is considered illegal. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that, but cool. Yeah. Not really cool, but yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, think about it. If you, you have consent from somebody and then they go to the cops and they're like, I got bruises this guy put on me. No, you're going to jail. You think they're going to be like, um, did you have a conversation beforehand uh, and she said it was okay to put her hands on, mm-hmm. you put your hands on her? No, they're not going to do that. That's so, why I have consent forms. Exactly. But even those sometimes don't hold up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure say. they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that's a scary part. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you have the Me Too movement of like, well, they forced me into signing this or they forced me into agreeing. So I record you saying it on a video just so you know. Oh, look at that. See? I will not. Yeah. You're going to outsmart the system. <laughs> no, I will not. Like, I like I'm not that. smarter than any system, but I am going to balance my yeah. safety and others. Yeah. Going to at least cover your ass. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't really, one, I don't really have a vanilla world yeah. anymore. And two, I mean, I don't talk about my sex life in general. So I kind of, I know that kink isn't just sex, but like, that's an intimate thing for me and I don't talk about it with yeah. most people. Sure. So that's why I have to have the kinky people in my life. Cause when I do want to talk about it, I want somebody who understands where I'm coming from. hundred percent. Yeah. Hmm. How am I going to answer this? Uh, okay. So <clears throat> if we go to like basic principles of how communication works with two individuals, it, if we send, if we, relay a message to an individual that is not in a position to receive that message, typically it's wasted. Ooh, it's it's a waste, it's waste of our energy. Mm-hmm. It's also typically going to do nothing for that individual or cause some kind of reaction for them because yeah. they're not in a receiving stance, like literally communication dynamics. Right. So for me, how much do we talk about it? It really depends on the instance and the other individual across the table for me that I'm having that conversation with. Yeah. Um, if someone comes to me and goes, hey, like, I have this thing and I just need someone to share it with, there's a receptive mode. Okay. And a lot of the times if you use like, hey, so like I have this experience with this, would you like me to share it? You are giving that individual the option to consent to you to you talking about this. Man, that is, if we can just work on that alone, yeah. hey, do you have space for me to share this with you right now? 100%. That is like the magical question of all conversation starters. So, I love that. And, and boil it back to like relationship dynamics with like a partner or even friendship and whatnot. Like when I come to you with something, 
we should be asking like, do you want me to fix this? Do you want me to just listen and hold mm. space? Do you want me to respond? Like what, what do you need? Yeah. Those kind of conversations will help determine how much you share to a vanilla person about kink. Like just right off the bat. hundred percent. We just simplify that. 100%. So a lot of the time I just kind of feel it out. I see where someone's out at and then I share that on the reverse side. I am personally learning the balance of being who I am and being comfortable in that to the point where I can share it when it is warranted Okay, and not, not allowing myself to feel shame and guilt of that. But that doesn't mean just because I I'm okay. I am who I am. I have the confidence that I'm literally going to always share that. Right. I am going to pick and choose. Right. Right. I think sometimes when we start our journey into kink, um, you know, you talk about frenzy and getting really involved really quickly and getting super excited. We need to talk about that at some point in time. Frenzy yeah, is like an entire topic. It is, man. That's a, that's a scary one. Um, I think that that's important to remember too, that like we can be in that headspace of like everything kink all the time. Right. Yeah. There's a lot more to life than just that. Right. <laughs> so what I would suggest is, you don't need to scream it from the rooftop nope. when it comes to sharing the fact that you've discovered this new thing. And I'm going to make an analogy here that probably will make sense to most people. Yeah. It's like when your friends in high school got saved because they went to a retreat oh for Christianity yeah. and then they came back and they told you about how great Jesus was. And that you need Jesus in your <laughs> and life. And that you need Jesus too. This was my childhood. Yeah. Listen, I was one of those fucks. Hey. So, <laughs> have you seen my new hat? It's called Christianity. Welcome. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that's a, probably in the same realm, right? Like, give yeah. yourself some time to, like, sink into it. Really get a grip on who you are and what you do and where you are in that kink journey. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you'll realize not everybody in one, one, not everybody needs to know about it Two, Not everybody wants to know about it because <laughs> people just don't, uh, they don't talk about that stuff sometimes. So yeah, did your headphones just die. Um, they didn't die. They just like cut out, which can happen sometimes. It's probably not you try now. Can I can you hear, hear me? now. Yeah. You can we're hear good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sometimes I do that, like shut off mm -hmm. and it's like, what? Happened? I think it's just connection, lose connection. Weird. But. So, yeah, that's what I would say. That's my advice. Um, ease into it. Make sure you know that the person that you're telling this information to Can is trusted. trustworthy. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be real with you. Spoiler. Some people you're going to think you can trust with it and they will fuck you over. So. Oh, yeah. This is something I've been concerned from the start from starting my rope work. I'm like, yeah my work is going to find out. And I was like, my mom is going to find out. And so I was like, I'm going to cut that out of the equation. I literally told my mom and I was like, Hey, here's a deal. I do this. I just don't want it to come back around. Cause I feel like right. there was someone in my life that I was like, uh, this person would use it against me. So I'm like, yeah. Hey mom, there's a reason I'm telling you this is because I don't want this to come around. Yeah. The way. But, yeah. 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 And that's true too, because, um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about that. My, in my dad's, the story with my dad outing us, he didn't even say anything about BDSM. Mm -hmm. And and he knew a little bit about it. Like he knew we were into some stuff, but yeah. he mostly outed me for being poly. Like that's what so he saw such a problem as the worst thing versus, oh, and they also like to beat on each things. other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst thing is that I'm dating or, or sleeping with more than one person. My God, people. Ugh. 
Anyway, so, uh, okay, so that's that question. I, I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to recruit. Don't try to evangelize. Yeah. There's no need to. Yeah. People will come to the well when they are ready. Yeah, I feel like people really just, it, it needs to be a self-discovery process getting into kink. So. And you know what? Here's one last thing on this. If this is something you're passionate about, your energy will admit to that. And people who are receptive and ready for that will feel that. And they will open up to you naturally. You do not need to do anything. Just be present. Yeah. Be your be you and the rest will fall into yeah. place. Yeah. The right people will be magnetized towards you and, and vice versa. Yeah. And you'll it's, find your you'll find your crew. It's hard to trust that, but it, it happens. It is. It's hard. It's hard. Um, okay. Well, we are probably gonna wrap up this episode Dope. and uh I'm, I'm looking at we're doing a, a podcast slash uh, video soon on your new stuff. 100%. Okay. Well, we're filming this one, so um, we're filming. Does that make me sound old? Are we filming this one? There is no actual film in that a camera A lot of people anymore. say recording. Okay. But like filming works too. Okay. I'm old. Don't. People film. No. Old is a mindset. Like <laughs> I, I hate the shit people do with old. Like... <laughs> I keep getting people I've like, been around a long time. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, sure. Whatever <laughs> makes you feel better. We're digitally recording this. I want to live forever. <laughs> anyway, hopefully the video will be posted on our upcoming Patreon page. Yeah. I don't know. Give me some time. I got to learn like so many things. Just keep creating. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, thanks so much. Anytime, thanks thank so you. much for having me in your creative space. Such a joy. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. Tune in next time. We will talk at you later. See ya. Bye.